Hello and welcome to another special edition of Neozaz Podcast Presents The Best of Fives. This is the show that can be recorded at any time, anywhere, and by anyone. This time around, we're talking about the best five monsters. My name is Lou, and joining me is my friend and co-host of the Dial-Up Movies podcast, Steven. Hey guys, how's it going? So, we're talking about monsters, and I don't know how you prepared your list or what you were thinking of. So, this this was this idea was presented by you. So okay, was- so... The night that Lou texted me asking if we wanted to do a top five episode, I had just watched Monster Squad okay. with my girlfriend for the first time. For those of you who are unfamiliar, it's very cheesy B-movie from the 80s. One of my personal favorites that I grew up with about Halloween where four kids foil the plans of Dracula, the Wolfman, the Mummy, and Frankenstein's monster to destroy the world and all that's good in it <laughs> this is a movie i watch every year on halloween growing up and lou texts me and immediately my first thought was oh we should talk about monsters because that's all these kids do their whole deal even before dracula shows up is being the monster squad and what their favorite monsters are and it never really like gets explained apart from like the principal asking them what is this and they're like oh it's a spider with a woman's head and then, like, trying to quiz the cool kid in school about monsters. But that's it. So, I don't know. Coming up with my list for this, I just thought about, like, all of the weird shit that I read growing up. And <laughs> stuff that still kind of, like, scared me. Or So, were you one of those kids who, like... Because I used to go to the library and check out, like, uh, urban like urban myths and that oh kind of yeah stuff, like absolutely every, every single book that i could get yeah. ufo books and all that stuff and i even in like elementary school i remember like there was a one corner of the library that was it was both science and science not science fiction but like ufo books and loch ness monster books and that kind of stuff yeah it's like the low aughts of the dewey <laughs> decimal system it's the stuff that they like threw in at the beginning it's just like okay everything up to like a 120 is like the shit that we don't want to talk about so <laughs> But no, I did the exact same thing. Like, I would... Other kids, like, over the summer are checking out books about, like... I don't know. Like, Harry Potter and stuff. And I'm just, like, getting weird accounts of werewolves from the French countryside. <laughs> That's <laughs> and I, awesome. And yeah, I'm just I, like, oh, there's a woodcut of, like, a wolf coming out of a... You know, the trees eating a baby. Like... <laughs> awesome. So, I I was trying to think of... When, when I was putting my list together, I was trying to think of some of those types of stories... That I could throw on my list, and I was I was hoping for more than just movie monsters. Yeah, I ended up with mostly a list of monsters from movies, but there's still one on there that uh, that we can uh, talk about that's not from a movie. So, I, oh sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say mine's mine kind of ended up being like fifty fifty, and then my like number my last one is like actually I can do we just want to like go right into it? Let's go into this. I'm gonna start with okay, my go for just it. because I want you to end on your number one. So I'll start with um, my number five. So number five on my list is what I was just talking about. It's uh, not from a movie necessarily, and it's because of where I grew up. And my number five is the Jersey Devil. Oh, such a good one. So I grew up in South Jersey and in southern New Jersey, in between Philadelphia and Atlantic City is the Pine Barrens. And that's, you know, it's a small, I I believe it's a state park. Um, And from this Pine Barrens is where the myth of the Jersey Devil came from. And for anyone who doesn't know, it's briefly put, supposedly the 13th lead child, Leeds child, I believe, and um, 
it was, you know, a woman had 12 kids. She had a 13th kid and she said, oh, this one's going to be the devil. And lo and behold, that thing popped out, grew some wings, killed the midwife and flew up the chimney. And that was in like the mid 1700s. And it has since been uh, stalking around the, the pine barrens of uh, New Jersey. Just really never left, did it? No. Like that was, I remember reading about the Jersey devil as a kid and just being like, oh, that sounds terrifying. You know, it's just, supposed to be like, it's like a half horse, half goat. Well, part goat part horse, part man, part bat. It usually has hooves, some horns, big wings. And, um, you know, being a kid, it became a much larger thing. I probably became a TV show, but like Weird New Jersey. They eventually made one for every state, but Weird NJ was this little newsletter that they sold at record shops and comic shops. And um, there used to be, you know, you used to go out and find the Weird New Jersey kind of stuff. And one of those was going to find the Jersey Devil, of course. And, you know, I remember going to the woods as kids and being like, oh, I saw it. I saw a flame in the woods. Or you can talk with friends. And it's all bullshit. But yeah, no, you never saw it. Like none of no, your friends ever did. really saw nobody it. Nobody saw but... a thing. But um, just the history of it, the fact that I grew up in southern New Jersey made the Jersey Devil my number five. Yo, that's that's a really good one. And I'm really embarrassed that I didn't think about that. <laughs> hey, man, I grew up that's in South great... Jersey. It's my It's my backyard. Um, I'm actually going to have to change my number five okay. because of that. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's well, kind of threw me for one. Um, are you replacing what was your number five? My original number five was this character named Springheel Jack. I saw that in a London. Google search, but yeah. I don't know anything about it. Okay. Springheel Jack was this like report happening around London in like the early 19th century. And people who were out, like mostly women would report being approached by this gentleman, like, dressed very nicely, you know, but a little weird, kind of like he had escaped from a carnival or something. And he would just open up his coat, with, and it would turn into these huge bat wings. And he had this, like, <laughs> crazy skeletal cat chest where you could see his, like, organs pumping. <laughs> okay. And he could breathe fire at people. Whoa. And whenever he would, like people would like try and catch him or like attack him he would bound off and he got the name springheel jack because he seemed to just bound away from individuals <laughs> um it was a, a huge thing with scotland yard like they had like reports coming in all the time there was a springheel jack task force Re wait yeah. when was this again it was like 1837 when was okay. when re right. reports started coming in but huh. um yeah it, it kind of like held its own all in all, it was probably just, like, some guy from a carnival who had, like, a really nice costume and was just fucking with people. Which is great. But yeah. So... So, that was that was your number that five. That was my number five and got demoted. But in honor of where we grew up, my number five has to be Nobby. Okay, again, so I... Where no, this is it. Uh, I grew up in, like, small town western North Carolina. And... This area is nothing but farmland and what my grandparents might call salt of the earth people. I'm going to straight up call them Hicks. <laughs> um, very lovable Hicks. People who are near and dear to my heart, but Hicks, Hicks nonetheless. Right. Um, and Nobby is our own local Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Uh, I remember being, it was everybody and their uncle had a cousin like, you know, oh, we saw Nobby. Nobby came onto our land and it was just supposed to be this big blonde Bigfoot. <laughs> Wait, that he was, was blonde. Oh, oh, you. There's actually a there's a YouTube clip of a of a guy who lives maybe ten minutes from my dad's house, where I grew up, 
talking to the news reports about Nobby. And uh, can can you bring up the YouTube? Is there any way we can like look at this or? Yes. Yeah, the first YouTube video is the one that I'm Bigfoot talking about. Nobby spotted in Cleveland. Yep. Go to it. The guy has. It's amazing listening to this man talk about his encounter with a Bigfoot. All right. And it will give you a real sense of where I came from and how <laughs> I grew up. All right, all right, here. I think I got it. All right. See, see that path? That's a pretty good feature right there. That's the way he went. Because I run at him. <laughs> Wait, do you know this guy? Like I've seen him around, head. but... Not in your forehead. <laughs> I don't even know if this audio is coming through on the podcast, but I I can't understand what this guy's saying. White, white, and some white hair on each side. Oh my God! Talk about a ten foot man. Ten foot man. His gray. He's gray in here, and gray on his his beard. <laughs> I'm gonna pause this. This is, a, this is an actual news report. This oh was like God. a real thing that happened. I am gonna definitely was, save this and post this to uh, the Nia's as Yeah, it was. I. Re- yeah, no, it was. It was a beautiful. I remember the the video store that we would like go to every Friday night and like get stuff for the weekend. They had included someone's homemade documentary. <laughs> about Nobby. Okay. And it was just the most terrible thing. I remember even as a kid watching it and just being like, this is bad. But it's like, yeah. it's things like that that should work on kids, but don't, you know that it's really bad. Because yeah. kids are pretty dumb. Yeah. I mean, we know Absolute this. idiots. <laughs> they believe anything you tell them. You'll have a job after college. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is, that's a different monster. We don't, that's not... <laughs> we don't, we don't talk about the ones that are real. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that's my number five. Just cool. Nobby. Yeah. Nobby from North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so my number four is uh, I'm getting into movie territory now because I, I can't help myself. But uh, my number four is The Predator. Nice. So that's really good. I um just trying to think about monsters that I enjoyed. And, and I still think that Predator is one of the best action. The original Predator is one of the best action movies ever. But that being said, there's plenty of other Predator movies that I haven't watched. I've seen number two with, uh, I think it's Danny Glover's in that one, and Gary Busey. But um, then there's like Alien versus Predators. There's Aliens Pred- versus Predator. Yeah, there's, like- a, there's a bunch. I haven't seen any of those, but I did spend some time researching uh, the Wikipedia page. And there's this whole history about, you can read up on it. It's 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 goofy. But as far as like my favorite monsters, the original Alien of of the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, when, you, when he takes his mask off and you've got like the, the really crazy looking, the face. weird, like crab face right. with the side mandibles. <laughs> it's the fact that he, you know, he's a, he's a hunter. They do it all for sport. It just, it's pretty great. I don't know. And I don't have much else to say about it, but predator is my number four. Do you think that there are predators among us? Oh, you, absolutely. I mean, they, well, they, <laughs> yes, but are, are we layer? Are we talking about this predator? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's predators among us. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, w- I was talking more about the Danny Glover, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger sense, but you know what? I think your answer is positive enough. Like, <laughs> Great. Oh, man. So my number four, like you, I really got into folklore as a kid and urban legends. Um, and I had family and friends from Maryland. 
And according to urban legend, there is a goat man oh, okay. in Beltsville, Maryland. I've heard about this goat man. So goat man was a, reportedly an agricultural scientist who was working on human hybrids. Okay. And there was a terrible accident in his lab and he was presumed dead. But uh, every couple of years, there are reports on like lover's lanes of Maryland that Goatman has killed another couple and hung their entrails oh, as a damn. warning. This is like Goatman's deal. And then there, <laughs> he just kills young lovers in their cars with an axe. Although, if you're... Does, I don't know. Why I've, does he have an axe? Nobody's ever been able to explain this to me. <laughs> Nobody has ever explained to me why a scientist, you know, working for the USDA, who becomes half goat, <laughs> needs to kill people with an axe. So yeah, it sounds like a really bad Marvel villain or something. Yeah, like that. or, or like probably more DC, or like a like, sci-fi made-for-TV movie. Yeah, you know, like, like <laughs> it was a TV movie that like sci-fi after they changed their name to have that stupid spell. Oh, the sci-fi. Yeah, they, after that change, I feel like that's <laughs> when they took an even worse route, and they would make that. Yeah, uh, I don't get the axe thing, but either way, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, uh, go. I don't know. For some reason, whenever I was reading those stories as a kid, Goatman would always stand out and just scare the hell out of me. And now that I'm much older, I just look, think about it. And I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. You know, one of the, speaking of ridiculous, and this isn't on my list. I'm just jumping because I, I was considering when I made my short list initially planning for this show, I threw Mothman onto my list. I don't know if you gave me a look. I don't know if it's on your list at all. Okay. I couldn't. I remember watching the Mothman property prop. Prophecies, Prophecies. With, uh, Richard Gere and all that. I'm not going to talk too much about it if it is on your list. But I was looking into just like Wikipedia kind of stuff. And I remember seeing nothing of interest this time around. But when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the stories. So he didn't make it to my list. But if it's possibly on yours, then I won't okay. go too much further okay. into it. Maybe cool. you'll en- enlighten me and bring me back up to speed. Uh, but Goatman sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go for my number three. My number three, again, is from a movie. And it's kind of a dual a dual choice, but um, I'm going to go for the, the the second half of this creature is Gremlins. Um, oh, that's so great. I say second half because obviously the original creature is Mogwai, and um, I loved Gremlins as a kid. I love Gremlins 2 as a kid, and I, like I, the, I love the Gremlins when they're just hanging out, right, smoking in, cigars. In the they're, bar. They're just doing bad boy stuff, you know, because that's what Gremlins are to me. So, I remember being a kid and watching some old cartoons and and I knew a little teeny bit about the Twilight Zone movie with like the Gremlin. Um, oh yeah, section, there's the uh, there's like the. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. The guy from Footloose. What the hell is his name? The dad from Footloose. Are you talking about? No. Um, isn't he the Isn't he the guy on the flank the plane? No, that's Captain Kirk. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, whatever. I'm crossing. Which by. now I can't remember his name, and I'm really embarrassed. About Shatner. It. Shatner. Is, is it's him. William Shatner. Anyway, so, very young William Shatner on the Twilight Zone. So, you know, there's a gremlin section of that movie. And there, I remember there being a gremlin in like an old Looney Tunes episode as well. There was. Like, he would bang on like uh, engines with hammers and stuff like that. Well, anyway. You know what that's from, right? Well, I know that story is from yeah. like, actual World War II. And, and the, the bartender, or the, not the bartender, the guy who was the bar fly in mm. Gremlins, uh, Murray, I think his name was. He would talk about, oh, yeah, they're on the, they're in the engines. They're in the electronics. Yeah. They're in my watch. <laughs> He says they're on their watch. I've been watching, ones, I've been watching watch. Gremlins in so, oh, so long. Good. So anyway, Gremlins and you know their cuter counterpart, Mogwai. Um, there's a whole 
history that people have written in books and comics and stuff, which kind of blows my mind in general because, you know, our friends, Niazaz, the Star Wars and character, the whole point of their show is to go back through these back histories that people have invented for these dumb back characters in Star Wars. <laughs> and they have a great show. Watch your language. They're kind enough to host our podcast. <laughs> like, we, I think they we, would we, agree. We very much agree. <laughs> I think they would agree that most of that shit is dumb. But anyway, um, people have taken this route of like these these minor or even major characters in movies and giving them these crazy backstories. So I was doing some research, reading about gremlins and there's this whole history about like how they're actual aliens and Mogwai were this race. They were created by some other race of aliens to spread peace among the galaxy, but a really unfortunate uh, side effect to having this peace spreading organism ball is, of fur <laughs> is that they can change into these flesh eating gremlins so that's this, which seems like a really poor design flaw <laughs> right. from my perspective. But right, right. I've but, never created a peace, peace spreading race myself. But um, you know, the, and the fact that they can't eat after midnight is is another bad design flaw. But anyway, I Gremlins. I always love the movie, and I love their bizarre. Uh, they have each individual personalities, and I don't know. They're just great. So that's my that's my number three. What's your favorite part of Gremlins, though? Favorite scene or favorite, like, gremlin? Any gremlin moment. Scene, moment, like, what? What is? what is it about gremlins that sticks out to you? I think about in the bar in the first movie when the guy flashes the girl and she kicks him. And I have a, <laughs> I have a little toy of that gremlin on my bookcase over there. <laughs> I think I had the same toy growing up. He's wearing like, sunglasses? Yeah. Like, that's the gremlin I always remember in my head. It's just that and Stripe. But you know, right? Stripe was pretty great. Stripe, Stripe was pretty cool. But. And in the second movie, the uh, the one that drinks, you know, drinks the the bubbling liquid that has the the brain on it, and it becomes really super smart. <laughs> Which is, a, I think, came out in 1990. So, listen oh, in the dial-up man. movies in the future. We might be covering Gremlins to the new batch. Maybe that's our. Is that, that's a Christmas movie, right? The first one is. The first one's a Christmas movie. Okay, we'll 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 figure out some way to <laughs> we'll work figure it out. It out. But uh, anyway, yeah, that was my number three is Gremlins. Cool. Well, you were right when I gave you a look. My number three is Mothman. Okay, so enlighten me because okay. this time around, I had a not so great interpretation of his story. So Okay, me. so for me growing up, I, I was a terrified kid. <laughs> I was a little wuss. My mom like would watch the X-Files every week. I would hide in my room. Because I couldn't even hear the theme song without freaking out. <laughs> um, but part of me always wanted to, like, understand, to, like, know what I was afraid of. So I'd always look out for these, like, other weird stories, like, weirder and weirder things. And I remember coming across, like, Mothman as a kid and just being amazed that this was the thing and it had so much documentation behind it mm -hmm. that was the part that really freaked me out this wasn't like something that like people kept to themselves i'm sure a lot of people probably did but a lot of people like made reports to the police it's now like a tourist attraction in point pleasant really yeah there's like a mothman statue um in west virginia it's in point pleasant it's just this like little nowhere coal mining town and people started reported seeing this weird creature with massive wings, body like a man, big red glowing eyes in the center of its chest. 
and whenever they would see it, they would just feel like an immense sense of dread. This was like a monster with a physical presence, but a psychological effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It was just one of those things where it's just like, it sort of became the story that Mothman would always appear before a disaster, like right. a natural, which is the basis of the Mothman prophecies. But like, there was a, was that a bridge collapse or something like yeah, that? Yeah, there okay. was a bridge collapse. Um, you know, there's kind of like a, this idea that he was a bad omen of sorts. And there are so many theories like, you know, Mothman is an alien because there were heightened UFO reports around the same time. Like Mothman is the result of a government experiment, you know, <laughs> Mothman is actually just a giant bird that you're looking at the wrong way at sunset. And that's why it looks like it has big glowing red eyes in the middle of its chest. <laughs> that's my favorite one because uh-huh. it's just like, I don't know. I can't imagine a seeing a bird and mistaking it for a person, but that was just the thing. People were like, ah, it's probably just a heron. Don't worry about it. And they're like, no, I saw like a man with wings. <laughs> you sure it wasn't a bird? No. Pretty sure okay. it wasn't a bird. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a bird. You were definitely mistaken. So, but yeah, just like the wealth of documentation behind it and the way people illustrated it just always stuck with me. And I don't know. It's awesome. What were you just like not interested in it this time around? Were you just really bored? It was like? a it was a brief it was a brief research period. But mm-hmm. I I just remember reading books as a kid, and uh, this might be some kind of crossover in my memory with the movie with Richard Gere. But I remember reading stuff about like people looking into the eye, like the burning red eyes, and having like like their memory erased, or having like 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 you mentioned something about psychological effects, and or you know getting their face actually like sunburned. Like by oh, looking, yeah. so I remember stuff like that. But when I looked at it again, very briefly this time around, you know, probably, probably twenty years later, I don't, I couldn't find anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't serious research either. So. No, 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 no. But I mean, they're like, it's one of those things where if you're interested in this at all, there are dozens, oh, if yeah. not hundreds, oh, yeah. of books about it. So, like I said, I remember you said I when I was probably up until I was maybe twelve. 12 is probably when I got maybe like 11, 12 when I got a key to my house. Like, and my parents yeah, didn't require like a, I have a younger sister. So like, you know, a, require like a babysitter to watch us maybe up until 10 or 11. I forget what you, well, for the most part, you had like a sense of independence, you know? Right. But up, up until that point, um, the, the woman that used to watch my sister and me had three kids as well. So she would take us all to the library for the summer to like get books. And this is the kind of stuff I used to check out this kind of stuff. And I remember reading a lot about the Jersey devil and a lot of other stories like this. And Mothman was one of those that I read a lot about. So Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Moving on. Number two. My number two monster are the Dementors in the Harry Potter world. You are just knocking it out of the park with these. <laughs> so, I, I, I look at my list now and I just feel kind of like, oh, wow, that's kind of pedantic. Like There's something about a soulless dark creature that sucks the soul and happiness out of people that really uh touches me <laughs> <laughs> like a dementor's kiss there's just something about that that like speaks to inner lou <laughs> well I, you know and doing a little bit of research i found out that the reason that jk rowling wrote about dementors in harry potter is because she battled with depression for a really long time and that's kind of where the idea came from this idea of like not being able to feel happiness and feeling cold all the time. And, and um, you know, the longer that this lasts, the, the the harder it is to come back from that kind of a thing. I thought it was yeah. a pretty cool story. 
in the movie, you know, I don't remember. I think I saw Harry Potter before I read the books. I was okay. It, they came out. A, they came out when I was a kid, but I didn't really know much about them. But by the time I got around to Dementors, they were already in film form for me. And I thought that the way they, I don't remember if like my imagination when I read the book conflicted with the movie at all. I don't know. I don't have that experience, but the way they were shown in the films was awesome. Just so just scary. Lump, like, like hovering death kind of a thing. Just like you would occasionally see like a hand reach out and it's just like gnarled and rotting. Yeah. It's, it's so It's cool. Scary. The fact that they are the prison guards of this wizard prison is, and you know, nobody escapes until Sirius Black, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I won't get in Harry Potter, but you know, it's to me that they're the one of the coolest monster creations I've ever seen. So they are my number two. It's a really it's a really inventive monster too. I think you know? so. It's yeah. just like it's not your typical like in fantasy stories you always have like your typical dwarves and goblins and whatnot and dragons and those are easy. But coming up with a new monster that actually has that kind of staying power and like even people who have never read Harry Potter like you say Dementor like. They get the reference. I think so. I yeah. think so. I think they've made it past that threshold of yeah. of, of pop culture. They like, now exist in the imagination, and as Alan Moore would say, they now exist in our lives because of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to stress you out there. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I'm dealing. I'm coming. All right. Okay. Uh, by comparison, my number two monster of all time is the werewolf. Okay, just straight just, up werewolf. Just straight up the werewolf. Okay. Like, not any kind of, like, weird variation, but, again, as a kid, read a lot of books. Books about werewolves really stressed me out. <laughs> um, In the sense that I thought that there was something, like, incredibly powerful about them. And they were always these really, like, sad characters. They were often oh, pe- yeah. They were often people who, like, had been kind of forced into this role of being a monster through no fault of their own and, like in the end would just like pay the price for it you know just kind of and it always seemed really fatalist to me you know like if you're a werewolf like this is just what you do you have to (laughs) suffer with the guilt of killing people every month until someone kills you and you've never met a happy werewolf you've never (laughs) met someone who's like oh yeah no i'm a werewolf i'm stoked on it like but so was this was this choice put to, at the top of your list because you watched Monster Squad? Because one of the lines that has Wolfman's got Nards, you know, <laughs> Wolfman's got Nards has. Uh, if no one has seen Monster Squad, that's probably the one line you would have heard from it. That or give me the amulet, you bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, no the the Wolfman character in Monster Squad is really good. Like, I I enjoy the argument they have at the beginning. They're like, you know, just like. Oh, you know, you, Wolfman could absolutely drive a car. He could absolutely drive a car. And they're like, no, he can't. He's just, he's a Wolfman. Yeah, but he can still drive a car. And it's just, that's the kind of thing that I, it's so pedantic and nobody cares. Like, <laughs> who, what does it matter if the Wolfman can drive a car? I'm much more worried about how he's going to rip my throat out. So but, what about the stories where people turn in, like werewolves actually instead of turning into a, a half wolf half man they turn into a wolf yeah that's the same deal in, in my mind like that's the that's the idea like okay. that's what it should be like that or S- Stephen King's silver bullet cycle of the werewolf like that was not familiar oh man so the movie actually has um gary Busey. okay as, second time he's come up in as, this show. as an uncle um Ooh, uncle Fre- gary i don't like I that i think idea. it's fred savage 
as I have to pull this up really quick. Um, but anyway, Stephen King wrote this novel called Cycle of the Werewolf. Um, really excellently illustrated, uh, great, wonderfully written story. But uh, it takes place over the course of 12 months in Bangor, Maine, as everything in Stephen King's <laughs> work does. Uh, and this town is just haunted by a, oh no, it's Corey Haim. That's who it okay. is. Um, it's a young Corey Haim. Uh, it's haunted by this, like, these murders that happen once a month during the full moon. And one kid figures it out. Marty Coleslaw. <laughs> Wait, his name was Coleslaw? His name is C-O-S-L-A-W. Oh, okay. Coleslaw. Gotcha. But Coleslaw. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um who figures out that there's a wolf out there and along with his crazy uncle Gary Busey they figure out that it's actually the preacher of the town and they have to kill him but you know in the middle of it you know there's some biting social commentary about how humanity are the real monsters because it's full of like wife beaters adulterers you know terrible like high school bullies right and they're all the victims of you know, the werewolf. But. So you could say the ones that deserve to be killed rather yeah. than the innocent. Yeah, exactly. Like, All right. I don't know. I, I always thought that was a really interesting twist because it's just like, oh, you know, you have this like wolf man who's not just killing babies and virgins now. He's killing people <laughs> that deserve it. This is like an act of God on some level, but he still has to pay the price at the end. All right. So what's your number one? So what? my number one is, I don't remember everything from my childhood. But I know some of the things that scared me the most. And this is the one thing. You know, when I was a kid, I probably watched a lot of movies too early. I think we're probably some of the last of the gen- – like, other than what they do on the internet, the last of kids that, like, watched movies before they were supposed to kind of a thing. I feel like parents are much more selective with what they give their kids now. Yeah. But I saw a movie that was probably – I was probably too young to see it, but it terrified me to the point where I couldn't go to my – couldn't go into the downstairs of the house without all the lights on because I was always terrified that one of these were going to get me. And it's the xenomorph aliens from Alien. Absolutely. So, so scary. I I think I saw Aliens 2, or Aliens, yeah. before I saw Alien. Either way, terrifying movies. And terrifying creatures. Anything from the mind of H.R. Uh, Geiger is terrifying. It's... Um... I I need to watch Alien soon because I haven't seen it in a while. But the the first movie is 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 again I keep saying terrifying over and over again. I guess it's the that's re- there's the, really no other way to describe it. Like it's something that just makes you afraid on a primal level. It's everything you hate. It doesn't look remotely human. It has this weird wet biomechanical skin suit on, like. You know, they have the the, in, the inner jaw that bites people <sighs> in the face. They have acid for blood. They have those tails. You know, um, I was obsessed with these as a kid. And and to go back to my earlier choice, my number four choice was Predator. There was a whole campaign before these Aliens versus Predator movies. There was a whole campaign in the early 90s or maybe mid 90s for toys. And 
I bought as many as I could possibly find. The aliens and Predators. Do you remember I, those? I, I do remember those. They came with like little comic books inside them too. And, I like, think so. Yeah. The alien ones, you know, some of them had like, you know, they all had some kind of action. So they were making them up as they went along. Yeah. Like there was like a bull alien. That was the one I had. It I had, had a bull. It, yeah, where it would, you, his, its head comes out like, a, yeah, like it, it has an extended neck. Yep. Had one of those. I had a, I think there was a spider one. Oh, God, I don't remember. I think I had a queen. I had a regular straight up xenomorph alien. And I had two predators as well, toys. And I was waiting to talk about those before we got until I got to this one. But I remember that there was one that I always wanted that I never got as a kid. Um, and it was a mail away. I don't even know if they still do mail aways for toys. I probably not, but probably not. But when I was a kid, they had a you know they had to like call one eight hundred number and send like a like a so many UPCs. UPC code. Yeah. Um, for the alien um, that was translucent, you could see through it. It was like the it was like the the camouflage uh, the, the, alien. The visible alien. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry, not like the predator, I mean. Oh, okay. That was, that was my mistake. But, um, and I wanted those so badly and I used to play with them all the time and I think my dad still has some of them in my in their attic at my, at my parents' house and if they do, <sighs> fucking want those back because they were awesome. That's sick. They recently came back into, um, into like the front of my brain. I hadn't thought about them for years but I was in, um, I was in LA a couple months ago um, for work and I went to this comic shop which the name of which escapes me meltdown that's what it is okay and uh they have a bunch of old toys there and they have a bunch of these alien and predator toys and i almost bought one but they were like 35 dollars, which is a little more than i was willing to pay for that's, a thing to put on my shelf that's less than i thought they would be they i don't think they're in any kind of like real rarity they were pretty they were pretty mass like, mass produced it but was I- like you go to target there's a star wars section there was like an alien section at toys r us when i was a kid but i loved those things and um that's probably partly why it's stuck in my brain so much because I played with those toys so much as a kid. But uh, yeah, the one monster on my list that kept me out of the basement at my parents' house, Xenomorphs from Aliens. Man. So I know I mentioned this kind of at the beginning of the show and the lead-in, but my number one alien is directly tied to the X-Files. Okay. And it was something that really fucked me up as a kid. So... Whenever my mom would watch the X-Files, I would manage to watch, like, one episode out of 12, which meant that I ended up catching, like, two a season. Okay. And okay. Yeah. Because I, that's as much as I could stomach. I would, like, watch one and be terrified for six months and then be able to go back to another one. And there was one that actually just fucked me up for years. And that was the Fiji Mermaid from the humbug episode i don't know what the, i know a lot uh, about the x-files i don't remember this at all so humbug was an episode written uh in season two it's the first episode written by darren morgan okay. who like fans of the x-files will remember him as the guy who wrote all of the funny episodes in their okay. early seasons okay um but oh, the fiji Mer- this guy yeah all right so the premise is is that there's this town in florida where all of the sideshow carnival freaks live during the off-season, or they retire there. Um, And something is killing the sideshow freaks, and nobody can figure out what. And someone claims that it's the Fiji Mermaid, which was a P.T. Barnum exhibit from the early 20th century. Looking back now, it was just something where it was like, a monkey skeleton sewed to a fish. Right. Yeah. And Barnum would like distribute it. He would just, or show it. And he'd just like, it's the Fiji mermaid. And <laughs> they're like, oh, it's a real mermaid. Amazing. But in the show, the actual 
quote unquote Fiji mermaid is a character's twin that is inside him. Like he's, he's attached. It's like a vestigial twin that just detaches himself and goes out and tries to attach himself to other people. But it's this scaly, like bloody human mess. It looks like a fresh baby, except more disgusting. (laughs) And there's nothing warm or enticing or anything about it. But as a kid, this episode terrified me so much. I would have nightmares about the Fiji mermaid for years. I wouldn't go swimming, even in like swimming pools. because (laughs) Where you can see what's around you. Yeah, because the opening scene, um, a character named the Crocodile Man is attacked by the Fiji mermaid in a pool and dies. And... I don't know. There was just something about it that just like struck with me and lingered. And when I was older and I went back and watched Humbug, it's actually one of the funniest episodes of television I've ever seen, I think. I remember watching yeah. it within the last year or so. Yeah. In my many rewatchings of the X Files. And um this is the one with uh that dude is his name Jigsaw? The guy with the, the, the yeah. tattoos on yeah. his body. Yeah. Um I remember seeing him in like magazines and seeing him on the internet and stuff like that. Oh, like the, the guy acted in this movie because he was a sideshow guy. Yeah. I'm looking through Google Images, and there's an image of that particular guy eating a fish. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. Yeah, no, he. That was another part of the episode that really got to me. Is just Mulder's out for his morning run and sees Jigsaw on the side of a river eating a fresh fish, and <laughs> he just pulled out like Gollum. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the Fiji mermaid has had an indelible effect on both my life and the way I interact with the world. <laughs> Whether I'm aware of it or not, I'm. I think I'm always terrified of like little hands trying to like crawl up me and bite through my skin and burrow their way into my liver um but I yeah can, i can think of no better way to end that to end that list with <laughs> awesome so uh we probably i know that at least i had just written down a bunch of names of creatures and st- such so i have um some honorable mentions that i just want to touch on really briefly at the end of this list um the first of which is just godzilla I loved Godzilla as a kid. Great. Didn't make the list because I kind of fell off in interest as I've gone on. The second honorable mention, I couldn't add him to my list because I just watched this movie for the first time last night. And that's the Babadook. Have you seen the Babadook? I have not. On my list. No, it's on Netflix. Dude, that's where we watched it last night. My girlfriend, I love her. But she talks a lot when I'm watching things or listening to things. We didn't say a fucking word to each other last night when we were watching this movie. Because it is tense. And it is weird. And it is creepy. And the Babadook is my honorable mention. Even though I just saw it maybe 17 hours ago. That's great. Yeah. That's Check really it out. Good. If you haven't seen the Babadook, it's an Australian horror movie. Within the last year or two, it's come out. It's yeah. pretty new. It is worth the hour and a half you will invest into it. So, I was supposed to go to a midnight showing of the Babadook at the... Philadelphia Film Society, like last summer. Okay. Um, with some friends. And as far as honor- honorable mentions go, my honorable mention is what we were doing at their house beforehand, which was watching Marble Hornets. For those of you who are unfamiliar, Marble Hornets is a found footage documentary okay. about Slenderman. Oh, right. And Slenderman. So. When Marble Hornets came out, it was this YouTube thing, and the person uploading everything claimed that it was a film project that his friend had undertaken. That he was working through the episode, he was working through different tapes and uploading them, 
And as he's as the project is going on, you notice things are going wrong. The person who was filming started carrying a camera with him everywhere, and he catches Slender Man on all of these tapes and is like haunted by him. And it turns into this weird investigative procedure. But when I was in college, a new episode would come up like every couple of weeks and there were also like twitter accounts that were supposedly like characters that were involved the marble hornets twitter account would announce when videos went up would also like tweet weird things like haven't really been feeling like myself lately and then other accounts would reply through like youtube channels or twitter accounts and it was this huge um internet just cover for mm-hmm. the story and it just seemed so real every part of it interacted like someone on the internet would interact hmm. and it really just kind of like stayed with me but it just never really made my list because as the story of slender man has grown it's just kind of become really corny and as <laughs> it's just so bad yeah like there's so many times i hear about it i'm just like whatever this is stupid why are you talking <laughs> to me about this shut up but just for that alone, he gets an honorable mention. Awesome. Um, now, last one, not an honorable mention, Monster I Cannot Stand. Can't, like, absolutely hate with a passion. Zombies. <laughs> Are, really? F- fucking hate zombies. I hate zombie movies. I hate zombie comics. I hate the concept of zombies. Why? It's It feels so... It just feels so stupid. Like, they move so... You've either got, like, the slow, shambling, walking dead, or you have these, like, weird runners from 28 Days Later, and it's always, like, I don't know. It's, like, some metaphor for people's paranoia about disease. It just feels... if it, There's nothing scary about it to me. It just feels like an unstoppable force that's either going to infect you or kill you, and you just avoid it. That's it. There's nothing interesting about it. There's no like dynamic there. It's either like you survive or you die. And neither of those is really up to you. So like, let me ask you, have you always felt this way or is this a fairly new decision because of the influx of zombie stuff over the last I think the years? influx of zombie things has had a lot to do with it. But even when I was younger, like I can think of maybe like two zombie movies that I actually liked. And I think it's Day of the Dead and that's it. Night of the <laughs> Living Dead, didn't really like. Um, I walked with a zombie was really good, but that's, I don't know that, that, that it's, movie. it's an old, like 1930s zombie movie. Oh, okay. I sound pretentious as hell saying that, <laughs> but like, you know, yeah, I only watch 1930s zombie movies, but it was the only one that actually like, oh, there's actually like a story here. There's this woman goes to Haiti to see a doctor and he's become involved with like the voodoo religion there and is got his own plantation run by zombies and she ends up falling in love with one and freeing him that part sounded cool but apart from (laughs) that i'm just kind of like bored out of my skull it's hard to make to even like fake an interest in it (laughs) (laughs) all right well yeah all right zombie you hate or zombie you hate monster you hate zombie me hate (laughs) zombie me hate all right, cool. Well, um, you guys have heard our lists. Uh, you know, as always at Neozaz, we're curious to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, feel free to add your lists to the Neozaz Facebook page and uh, tell us if we're wrong. We're um, we're a bunch of idiots here. So I love hearing that I'm wrong. <laughs> 
prove us wrong. Tell us why, you know, st- uh, zombies are awesome or why... Mothman is stupid and nobody should ever talk about Mothman ever again. <laughs> Whatever you guys want. Because, listen guys, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one and we here at Neozaz sure are a bunch of assholes. See you next time. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho 